Thank you for listening to this message from Forward Ministries. We pray it blesses you, encourages you, and inspires grace in you today. You can visit us online at forwardministries.org. We should know, we should be proud of who we are. You know, not prideful, but proud of our identity in Christ. This is who I am. This is what God has done within me. God has changed me. God has radically changed me. And not only has he changed me, he's acknowledged me as a family member and as a representative in his kingdom and as a ambassador to go into the world. Let's put this passage up. This is, you know, I may or, this, I may or may not go back into this. We want to hear about the moms group. We're going to jump all over. But now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. You know, I pray that you, when you wake up in the morning, your approach to God is not, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm in the place that I'm supposed to be for God, but that you recognize I'm already accepted. I'm in the beloved. I am a family member of God. My behavior last night, yesterday, last week might not be what it should be. I'm going to work on that and I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to renew my mind, but... I hear the voice of God through my own heart pleading to the world around me, be reconciled to God. That's, that's, that's who we are. That's where we are. And if you disqualify yourself from that because of your behavior, you, you don't know who you are or you've forgotten, and you might need to clean up your behavior a little bit. There is that too. We're not saying that you shouldn't. But you do it to keep your heart clear. Amen. You know, this is family, right? That, that, that is what church, if you ever wonder what church is, it's family, right? This is our community. Look around. This is our community. This is who God has called us to fellowship with and connect with. If you're sitting there and you're feeling like, I don't feel connected or I don't know why we're here or any of that kind of stuff, you're here because you need a family. You need community. You need bonding and relationships, that's why you're here, to worship God and encourage one another together. And it just so happens that this community has a mission. This is our church, right? Not, this, is not my, this is not the paid staff people that show up and organize everything and provide a service for you. This is your church. This is your community. It's what we make it together, right? And it's becoming this beautiful thing. I mean, we're approaching 10 years and, you know, we're, we're bigger and more influential than it might look on a, any given Sunday. Our people are so free, they might come to church a couple times a month on Sunday, you know. <laughs> a lot of people are visiting their moms this weekend, but, but I, I, just, I was just really feeling that, you know, this week and even driving in this morning. I'm like, you know, I, 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 my favorite thing to come here is not that I get to preach, but that I get to see you guys, honestly. Well, I want to spend more time with my community, because it strengthens me and encourages me that we have a mission. This community has a mission, and that is change how people see God. Pretty simple. Change the way people see God so that they actually see and believe that he is who Adam was singing that he is, who Sally was singing that she got to proclaim all over where they went and, and infuse it into the area that, you know, they're, I'm sure they'll, they'll tell us all about it, but God's working with them over there. They said, it's this blistering heat, and Dave was telling me that when they, when they would do worship outside, there'd be this cloud cover, 
He said the last chord of the last song, the clouds went away and they moved on. And it was blistering heat. <laughs> Tell me God's not working with them. God wants to work with you. It might be through the people that are, you're sitting next to. The way God wants to work with you is through your, you're sitting next to. It might not be a cloud. It might not be mystical or, or supernatural. It may be relational. Amen? I mean, I feel it strongly. It's a community. But that is, that is what we are and who we are. We carry the kingdom, and we carry peace, and we take hope to people who need it. Sometimes they just need to remember. That's what we are. See, the devil has stolen the identity of the church in this planet. It's made us think that it's a doctrinal approach to God and a religious approach to God, and you've got to know this book, and the book is important. It's his book, every word of it, not invalidating that at all, but you are the living book. The living word is in you. You represent him. You are an ambassador that the kingdom of God, every morning when you wake up, says you are on mission. Quit feeling like you don't deserve to be part of the family and just go. Carry the gospel. The gospel powerful. But we struggle with debt. We struggle with fear. We struggle with depression. We struggle with sickness and disease and relational issues. And I'm telling you, we got a whole bag of excuses to not represent God. Don't we? I mean, you, if you just start thinking about it, man, it's easy to get depressed. And before you know it, you're like this, and you're, all you're thinking about is your future and how you're going to pay your bills and what this person said to you. And you just become this angry, prickly, religious Christian that nobody likes, you know? <laughs> There's plenty of those kind of Christians in the planet. I don't want our church to be those people. Amen? I mean, the world is starving. Who's, who else is going to do it? It's not through... Government, although there is a role for that, I started thinking about what's going on in our local. You know, it's, it's us. Do you wake up and realize, I represent God. If I don't do it, maybe nobody will for this person this day, you know? And it's easy because all you're doing is you're telling people about your dad. You're just telling people about your friend. It's not about you. If God calls you to into the ministry, you know I mean, we're all to do the work of the evangelist, and we all have the gifts working in and through us. But there are some he calls specifically to work more in other areas than others. That's the way he calls his body to work. If you're somebody that God has called into the gifts of the Spirit and healing and prophecy and that type of stuff, don't ever think it's about you. Like, if you think this, if I pray for this person and they don't get healed, what are they going to think about me? Like, you might not intellectualize that thought, but you might feel that thought. You just might as well not even pray. But when you think, Jesus died for this person. And whatever the result, I'm not going to minimize the result to my experience of how I feel about it. What I know is God is a healer. That's just who God is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to represent God in this moment. I'm going to set aside my feelings. I'm going to set aside my experiences, and I'm going to represent God, and I'm going to communicate in however I feel led in this moment. Amen? And so I'm going to transition into the next thing that we're going to go to, and Carmen and uh, Bethany, if you guys want to get ready, but this is, this is what I love about this community coming together is that when you, you know, 
Because I can imagine, and I know how it is. You go to a lot of churches, and it's like, man, it's plastered as soon as you walk in the door. Here's your path. Here are your steps. If you want to be part of this church, here. And we have courses, and we have resources that we want to give to you to help you and then disciple you and encourage you and teach you and all that type of stuff, build you up and train you. But I would suspect that at some point you come into this church and you're like, what do I do? There's nothing for me to do. I mean, I could go to kids' church or I could do this, but that's by design. I want you to feel that struggle. I want you to recognize the, what you might initially perceive as a lack of activity as freedom and then take responsibility for that freedom. It's what we do. And unless it's out of your own heart that you are engaging something and you are moving into something in the area of ministry or in the area of any type of organization, you know, whether it be this church or really anything, unless it comes from in you, then you're just, you're just doing a job or fulfilling a task. And sometimes it starts there. You might not have this vision, right? But you can plug in. And wherever it goes, it goes. But if you've ever felt that struggle of there's not a place for me or there's not anything really for me to do, I want you to feel that. But I want you to transition through it to the point where you recognize we're not going to tell you what you have to do or who you have to be, but inspire you in who you really are in Christ and then watch that something, just, something will spring up and rise up within you. And when it does, then you send people to... British Virgin Islands, and you send people to the Middle East, and you back people that are reaching motorcycle clubs, and you, I don't know, I mean, I'm looking around, there's all kind of things that we're doing, you know? You know, what's interesting is there are things growing in you right now, they're underground, you don't see them, but they're growing. You know, when a seed is planted, it dies. It's almost like, I'm not, I'm going to give up my way of doing it, but then that life happens, and those roots start going. Don't despise the root season, if you don't transition through the root season, which is renewing your mind to who you really are, you know, especially in a place like this, it's like it's a detox center. You come in and you shed those old religious ideas of who God is. You recognize that God actually loves you. You start to actually learn that there really is a new covenant, how to understand the New Testament, your place in it. All that's root structure being built. And then when that thing pops up through the ground and you're like, okay, now it's time for me to do something, you're anchored because you know who God is in you. And what we're going to do is always feed your roots. The fruit, you get to, that's your thing. I'm not going to come up and tell you what kind of fruit you're supposed to have, start criticizing you because your fruit's got worms on it. Everybody's fruit's got worms on it. Do you, does that make sense to you? You understand what I'm saying? It's like we're focused on the, we're focused on the identity, the spiritual part, who you really are. And then the rest of it, that's between you and God. Now, if you invite us in to be part of that, then we will be, and we get to do it together. I've just seen for too long Christianity focuses on the fruit and causes, even causes people to question their salvation based on what kind of fruit they have. Well, you know, I'm not so sure that maybe you're not saved because you don't have the kind of fruit that I think you should. That's like telling any tree out there, I see your leaves, but I don't think you have any roots in the ground. That's dumb. It's impossible. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> You're with me, though, aren't you?